Hi, everyone, and welcome to the You Have the Power To podcast. I'm your host, Melinda Van Fleet, and I am so excited that you joined me today. Thank you. Well, this is the first. <laughs> I've been podcasting for over four years, and I have never had a moment where I recorded a podcast that I really, really loved and had an epiphany, that's a big word for me, <laughs> that I needed to actually turn that podcast into a masterclass. Yep. The podcast had so much information, so many next level thoughts that I've never heard anyone share out there, and also an idea of a collaboration. So I am re-recording this episode 27 because another idea came through to me today to make it about conscious awareness. And the reason why I want to talk about this and why it came to me is that it actually came up in my free high Zoom call that I did, uh, gosh, uh, a week or so ago. And it came up that one of the women in the group that was on my call spoke up and said that she appreciated that I shared some next level insight to the concept of journaling. And I was so happy that she said that because that is my intention of the Q&A portion of those free calls. And so it just led me down this rabbit hole and I'm always connecting breadcrumbs and really taking time and especially on my morning walks and like listening and, and paying attention. And I regularly practice conscious awareness. However, it is very, very, very overused as a term, as a way of speaking out there in the land on social media. People say it all the time, but do they really understand what it is? And further, it's actually just a simple concept. It's not even that fancy. <laughs> so every time I hear someone say something, and it's kind of like they're just repeating something that they heard from a video, like Dr. Joe Dispenza is a good example, and I like Dr. Joe Dispenza a lot, so it's like a, a good thing. Obviously, I realize he says these words too. And um, often they're just kind of like repeating it kind of in a canned way. I, I wonder, I'm like, do they even like really practice it? Do they embody it? Do they understand what it means? So I thought that in conjunction with all of that, that I just said that I would shift my podcast, which was originally on masculine and feminine energy, I'm going to make that into a masterclass and um, give myself some time on that and put something together a little bit more concrete than just a podcast and shift it to explaining a story about conscious awareness that happened to me on my birthday. And it was just this big aha moment. And it's, it's again, it's nothing like crazy. I think we overthink things. I think we think that, oh, it's supposed to be this like huge thing. I remember when I went to a sweat lodge in, in Mexico and I thought the sky was going to open and all these things were going to happen. And I don't know, things probably unfolded, but it's not like something major happened in the sweat lodge. So, you know, our lives are just these unfolding like bits and pieces. And I always talk about breadcrumbs, like you're just like doing your thing. You're just doing your thing. And the awareness around what you're doing or what you're thinking about or how you're feeling, like that's the magic. That's the magic. So 
I went to Google, my favorite place, and I Googled what consciousness means so I could actually like read the definition. And this definition is from the Oxford Dictionary. Are you ready? <laughs> the state of being awake and aware of one's surroundings. Like I said, nothing fancy. I Googled around a little bit more. And I didn't really find anything that was that different than that definition, really. And it was really amazing how it talks a lot about the awareness of surroundings. So I actually kind of was like, all right, I feel like I can next level Google <laughs> and put my own, let's say, definition out there into the ethers. I feel it's also not being on autopilot. And I've talked about not being on autopilot for many, 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 many years. And it's something that I talk about in my coaching and I talk about in my programs. I'm always talking about not being on autopilot. I also wrote, wrote down, it's about really like having a self-understanding, a purpose, going deeper. These were just thoughts that had come to me. And I wrote not really having a meaning. So if you, you want to like have a, a meaning perhaps for something that you think or feel about. And that's actually where my story comes in. It's a good segue, Melinda. So on my birthday, I turned 52 on April 7th. I'm a proud 52-year-old. And Ryan and I went up to Pompano for the good portion of the day. I'm very simple. I don't need anything fancy. I like just going to the beach, hanging out, taking a nap, taking a walk, eating some shrimp. I, I'm good. Like, I, I'm, I'm good. I've, I've done so many things in my life. I'm so blessed. I, I've had amazing experiences. Like, I, I'm good. That doesn't mean I don't want any more, but I'm, I'm good for where we are right now. I, that's what I wanted for my birthday. So Ryan and I went on this ginormous walk, which I've talked about on some other podcasts. And... It's amazing that he made it and he didn't bitch or moan or complain. Like, honestly, I think the force was just with us that day. <laughs> All the high sessions that we do. So as we were walking, we were walking through this multi-million dollar neighborhood. It wasn't gated, so we could walk through it. And it was along the ocean. And we were walking from the Pompano Pier. I think it's called Fisher's Family Pier to the inlet. And... We didn't know where we were going. We were just kind of walking north, and we knew that the inlet was north. That's pretty much what we were doing, like just kind of walking. And as we're walking through this neighborhood with multi-million dollar houses, I said to my husband, I said, you know, I would never, ever live in a house in this neighborhood that wasn't on the beach. I don't care if someone gave it to me for free, all expenses paid, like that was my house to live in. I just wouldn't do it. And he just kind of looked at me and whatever, he didn't say much. We're just like walking. And about an hour later, it came to me, why? Out of the blue, it came to me, why? And the reason is when I was a kid, again, so many things go back to our childhood, right? From first grade to junior year, like middle of my junior year, we lived in a house, a very nice house, in a suburb of Chicago, south suburb. And the backyard of our house 
faced the neighbor's backyard, and the neighbors had an in-ground pool. And we had sliding glass doors, so when you looked out the backyard, out the sliding glass doors, through the living room, like family room area, let's say, you saw this pool. And it was a chain link fence, so it wasn't like a wood fence or anything or trees. There were no there were no trees. It was literally like a chain link fence and you saw their pool, in-ground pool. And our backyard was not very big. It was pretty small. Even when I was a kid, you know, things in perception and size are um, you know, different when you're an adult and then you go back to your high school gymnasium, right? And you're like, oh, it's actually really small. And I thought it was big when I was in high school or grade school. So I can imagine now, like it definitely was narrow. The beauty of the house was on the side of the house, not in the backyard. So I grew up all those years, again, first grade through junior year of high school, opening up the sliding glass door, looking out the window, however you want to put it, and looking at someone else's pool. And I love pools. I love pools. I love the beach. And the family that lived behind us had a bunch of boys. They had like four, four boys, four or five. I mean, it was a lot. And they never used it. They never used it. One of the boys, the youngest boy, I think he was either my age or my brother's age or in between. We never got invited over. I think maybe once my brother got invited over, but it wasn't like we were invited over. So we were always like looking at this pool. And I was really envious of the pool. I wanted a pool so bad. Now, I want to say very clearly that I was also very lucky as a kid. Like we lived in a nice house and my mom loves going to the pool. And so we went to a lot of pools. Like I didn't, I wasn't pool deprived. So don't get me wrong. We belonged to the community pool, which was super nice for where we lived. Really nice. My grandparents lived in a gated golf course community with a really nice pool that no one was ever at. Um, we went there quite often. And also I had a group of girlfriends, they were all sisters, three of them, um, relatively close in age, and, and they were always in the pool. Like, I could go over there any day I wanted. Like, that was like a no-brainer. I just biked over there and went to their pool. So I did grow up always having access to a pool. It just wasn't like our pool. It wasn't like our family pool. And as silly as that sounds, it really makes a difference. <laughs> like, it really made a difference in my life that I really want my own pool. I want easy access to a pool. I want to be able to walk outside and be in the pool. And that is why I would never, ever buy a house or even be gifted a house because I would just have pool envy. <laughs> I would have pool envy. I'd have beach envy, you know, in, in, in this instance, walking through um, Pompano, it was, it was about being on the beach. Like I was like, I couldn't live across the street and not wake up and be able to put my feet in the sand and like, just be like right here. Like the convenience of having the beach access right here is what I desire. And I'm not gonna settle. Like I'm gonna get that beach house someday. Like that is what I'm gonna get. Like, I don't want the house across the street. Like, no, I want, I want the real thing. So that awareness, that conscious awareness came through to me in an aha moment. When I was walking, when I wasn't triggered, when I wasn't overwhelmed, when I was just having a casual walk with my husband, enjoying a beautiful day, 
we were talking a little bit here and there, but it was kind of mostly quiet. And it just came through like this, oh, that I hadn't thought of likely since I was in high school. And as a kid, I probably didn't even realize how much it bothered me. I just buried it, right? I just like went on with my life. And, you know, again, very fortunate. My parents, when we moved to Ohio, my junior year of high school, that that house had a pool, really nice pool. And then my parents moved to Chicago. When I moved to Chicago, after graduating from college, that house had a really nice pool. So again, I wasn't pool deprived, which is why it's so crazy that this memory, this feeling I had as a kid is something that was in my unconsciousness, right? So again, a lot of teachers talk about how 95% of your you know, brain is, is subconscious, and then let's say 5% is conscious. And you know, some people say different percentages, but it's around the same, so whatever. You're slicing like thin bread here. And it's really going, wow, now I understand why I have this like, emotional attachment to manifesting my house on the beach, not just like across the street from the beach. No, I want to be on the beach. And this is why I grew up like this. I looked at someone else's pool, like the majority of my childhood, and it really like stuck with me. And I ended up calling my dad, who I was like, I wonder if he'll like really care about this. But it was interesting. He said, you know, it never bothered him, but it bothered my mother. He's like, it's really interesting. You said that it bothered your mother. It bothered her really badly. And I'm like, well, you know, I feel bad for her because I totally agree. Like, yeah, it, it bothered me as a kid. So uh, I forgot to talk to my sister about it to see, but she was, she's, my sister's five years younger. So I don't know. I don't think she probably remembers any of this, but for me, it was a big deal. And so just that those little like aha moments of understanding like why you think a certain way, why you feel a certain way, why you behave a certain way, why you desire a certain thing. Like this is like the magic. These are the magical moments like of our lives that really then you take that and you go, okay, now, now I get it. Now I have a clearer plan, a clearer vision. And then you can take it like another step further and you can use like questions and you can, you can question, you know, like, how is it that I feel this way? Like if you're stuck on something or how can I achieve something? You know, you can really use questions to get at that, um, that subconscious part of your brain and bring that up into your consciousness, right? So that didn't happen to me on the walk, but for example, what that would look like would be if I was walking with Ryan and I would have said to him, you know, or said to the universe, really, how is it that I feel this way? Or like, why do I feel this way, right? And then the answer comes to you. Again, that's not exactly what happened to me in this specific instance. It just came to me. But you can do that. You can ask questions to the universe, to the, to the divine, to your higher self, however you want to put it, and see what comes through. And I want people to also understand that, you know, it might not come through right away. <laughs> it's not like, okay, here's your answer. You know, then I'd be asking lots of like all sorts of questions, right? But you, you just ask. And then the more you meditate, 
the more you have um, a very neutral or happy or peaceful or joyful emotional state versus being um, someone who uh, is more on the low end of the frequency scale, like with guilt or shame or you're triggered. Those are, you know, lower vibrations. So you're more like in the higher vibrational state on a frequency scale. And you can Google frequency scales. They're out there if you don't know what that is. Um, it's something I use throughout my my uh, courses and, and lots of people do too. It's just a great, great tool for grounding into what uh, different emotional states are and, and really having awareness about your emotional state, right? So it's just a really, really great way to be and really embody. And again, I'm sharing this because I, I feel like all these words are just plopped out there. People are just repeating stuff they heard from their favorite teacher. They heard their favorite teacher say it um, in a networking meeting or in uh, in one of their podcasts or, you know, anywhere really, it doesn't matter. And and they're just like repeating it, but they don't even understand what that is. So, and that's okay. That's okay. That's why I want to share these things. That's why I have the second part of my free Ahai Zoom calls to be Q&A so people can, you know, go, oh gosh, you know, I, I was wondering that, but I was embarrassed to ask. Like, I get it. Like, that's why I'm doing this. Like, I totally get it. Like, don't be embarrassed. It's okay. And my containers are a safe place for you to ask these questions because I think they're really important. And in the world now with everything going on on social media, it's confusing and it's overwhelming. And there's so many teachers. I saw a post Gosh, it was from like a really big company and it said the right way to journal. It was promoting a course or something, the right way to journal. I was like, what? Who is saying there's a wrong way to journal? There's no wrong way to journal. There's a next level, I guess you could say, of how you can journal, but there's no wrong way to journal. Like if you want to just write your ABCs all day long, like write your ABCs all day long. If that helps you, that probably helps you clear your head. Like that's great. There's no wrong way to journal. So again, there's just so much information out there. There's so much content. Our brains are getting so bogged down with all this content. It's clogging your channel. I'm going to talk about this like till the cows come home. Make sure you're being very discerning with the content you're listening to and the time you're spending online because it's just clogging your channel. So if you want to have more conscious awareness in your life and you want your intuition to be more, let's say, active, like you got to cut back on some of this other shit. Like you have to cut back on it. So anyhow, as as I'm like sucked into the Vanderpump rules. <laughs> But really, I don't watch much TV. So I started to watch the Queen Charlotte on Netflix. Ryan's not getting into it. So this might be one I have to uh, watch on my own, like Sex and the City, just like that, which is coming back. I'm very excited about that. So yay. So I hope that really helps out there. Um, again, I'm holding my masculine feminine podcast. I'm going to make that into a masterclass. I'm going to give it some more time. There's just so much so much in that one that I think is so helpful on so many levels that I've never heard anyone talk about. And I also, from all, am announcing that I, the first one I'm going to do is a 
new masterclass, Facebook and Zoom. So I'll do it on Zoom and stream it to Facebook and create a group, kind of more traditional, what everyone's used to. And it's going to be called The Evolution, capital T-H-E, Evolution. And how this came to me was all these Facebook memories kept popping up for Ryan. And some I've... um, some I think he's accepted and some he hasn't, but anyhow. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I do not share enough about our journey. And the fact that I created two businesses at the same time, two, most coaches out there haven't done the middle. They've just gone from like quitting their day job to being a coach. Like I've done the middle twice at the same time. It's crazy. It's bananas. So there was so much evolution and growth within those years because I said in 2009 someday when we get our shit together we will help others that's when I declared that someday I would be a coach but I didn't do that until I got certified in 2018 so think about it there's like almost 10 years that I spent building two businesses. I'm the mastermind behind Good Karma Sport Fishing. My husband's the face. He's actually the fisherman. He's the Jedi. He can definitely fish. But who's done all those things behind the scenes? Me. Who's helped him with his mindset? Me and many other things. So I have so much to teach from that 10-year period and 12 years as a sales rep. So two years being a rep before Ryan and I started Good Karma Sport Fishing because you have to get your hours in order to be a captain. So there's always like a time there that that has to happen legally. So I've never shared all of that journey. And all of that journey happened without the internet. Again, intuition. So all of that happened without the internet. So I want to help people like see what is possible and help them. And I have so much more to say than this, but I don't want this to be a super long podcast. So stay tuned. I'm going to release a link the day that this podcast releases, which is Sunday, May 21st. I'm also going to release a link for an early bird special on this. And I'm thinking it'll be $44 and then the price will go up. And then it's also going to have components of further consistency training help, let's say, like a component there. So you can continue on this journey or you can just, you know, do 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 the masterclass and be done. It's, it'd be up to you. So I love giving people options and I've got to do some work around how that's going to look, but at least the early bird special link will go live when this podcast goes live. So yeah, I'll do, I'll do $44. I I really, really want people to take advantage of this. I think it's going to be so helpful for so many people out there to really share the journey because no one does share the journey, number one, and a lot of people haven't actually done the journey. They've gone from being like, again, a W-2 desk job to deciding they're going to become a coach and they're working on the coaching thing, which is great. So I want to help those people that are in that space. They're in that space of trying to figure that out. I want to help that that person in that space, whether it's coaching or a business, doesn't matter. In that space, that it's kind of like a void. In that space, like what's going on in that space? 
So I'm super excited about this. I'm super, super, super excited. And um, yeah, I've got some work to do. I've got a little bit of strategy I've got to do on my end to get this all put together. But I am excited and I'll at least have the link live for this podcast. So in the meantime, I've been so happy sitting here with my mud water smoothie that came to me. All my mushroom coffee drink things came to me out of an high session as I was asking for help with my perimenopause. So I'm going to put the link to that blog in the show notes. I had forgotten that I wrote a really awesome blog about a high 7D energy and my aha moments about how I can control my weight a little better because I entered into the menopause phase and I gained 10 pounds in a week. I'm not kidding. And then I also have my Anagi crystal with me. So I want to say my Anagi crystal has been... A really, really great little amplifier. If you watch Shadow and Bone like I do, it's a little amplifier that has been a layer on my work that I had done on my own for years. Layer on the Ahai, layer on an Anagi crystal. I have the temple now. I have the room. I have the little bag. And I have the temple now. And, you know, it's all good stuff. It's all fun. If you like stuff like this, so do I. I have an Amazon link, and I always share all my all my tools and tips. And you can peruse and see if anything floats your boat. Um, yeah, I like to share. There you go. So until next week, you have the power to also increase your conscious awareness. So thank you so much for listening, and I would love to hear from you. Please connect on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok at Melinda Van Fleet 7 or YouTube. Again, thanks for listening. Have a good one.